Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially with life. Stories just hold essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Brew Nation. How we doing out there? Now, welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where we talk real talk, real topics. So uh, today I'm going to be hanging out in the cafe with uh, a very good friend of ours, a family member to the Brew Nation, and uh, he really needs no introduction, but uh, we, all, we all know him very, very well. He is the commander. He's the man that keeps us safe. He teaches safety techniques, uh, live shooter scenario techniques, okay? He also helps prevent uh, uh, young people from going down the wrong path. This man served in law enforcement. I mean, do we really need an introduction? Taurus, please come on up. Tell us what you're drinking on, Taurus, please. Let's, let's just get you out here. Let's, tell us what you're drinking on. Oh, man, I'm sipping on some hot tea right now with cream and sugar. That's how I like it. Good morning, Brandon. How you feeling Back. today? <laughs> good morning. Good morning. How's everything going with you? Tell me. Please tell me good news. How's everything going? Everything's going good. No complaints on my end. You know, just um, just working, serving, and everything else like that. Everything's going really good. Life is good. I love it. Okay. I love it. That's a real good problem to have. So we're going to jump right into it. Usually I give you a crazy story that happened this week, but, like, this is, like, the longest, fastest, shortest week ever. But um, so let me just jump right into it. You got a couple of things happening right now. You got the book coming out. Um, you got you got a bunch of family things going on. And uh, we, we I think we need to get to know you a little bit better. So this is what I want to do. Tell me what's the craziest experience you had in law enforcement. Wow, wow, I'm glad you brought that question up. So um, as I think back, I'm going to think back and take it back to my rookie year. And um, I started out with Martyr Police Department back in 1998. And so with that being said, I was fresh out of the academy, out on the street by myself for the first time as a law enforcement officer. I was assigned mm-hmm. to Vine City Martyr Station, which is Vine City. It was a clear day, mm-hmm. nice, sunny, calm. It was quiet. Everything was perfect as for the setting. As I was making my rounds in the station, all of a sudden, I heard two shots, two loud gunshots. Oh, I mean, man. it was like, felt like it was right next to me. Bow, bow. Oh. So when I immediately looked to my right and drew my weapon and called out on the radio, shots fired, I witnessed this guy who was crawling on the ground towards me, screaming, oh, she shot me, she shot me. And he pointed to his left, and as he pointed to the left, I looked to my right, 
in the middle of the street was an elder senior citizen lady who looked like my grandma. Oh, my God. She was standing right. She was standing there with a gun in her hand. Who was a who was a shooter? So all the Mm -hmm. stuff, my little stuff that I learned from the academy, police tactics, and all that stuff, verbal commands. I said, "Drop the weapon! Drop the weapon!" She looked at me calmly, turned away, and walked across the street back up to the house where she came from. So, oh my God! Did she still have the weapon in her hand? She still had a weapon in her hand. Yes. Right, so I didn't immediately ran across the street, and I was running across the street. The old lady. A, no, no, thank goodness. <laughs> so it was, a, it was, it was, it was a house, right? She walked up in the house, and as I looked and observed, there was three or four other senior citizens sitting on the porch, cool, calm, mm. collected, like they're watching an episode on the Jeffersons or something like that, with just no reaction, <laughs> just, just, just there, like normal, right? So she mm-hmm. went in the house. I ran to the house, the front door. Um, I looked around. It was a screen door, and then I didn't see anybody because it was like a long hallway. So I just ran in there, and I gave her broke command. I said, come out, show your hands. Come out, show your hands. And thankfully, she did come out, and she showed her hands, and I put her in handcuffs, and I said, man, show me where the weapon's at. And she showed me where the weapon was at. It was like she put it in this drawer. So I escorted her out. By the mm-hmm. time I got out the house, of course, the cavalry was already pulling up. So I placed it in the um, in the back seat of the patrol car. I said, "Man, why did uh-huh. you shoot him?" She said, "Hell, he shouldn't have cheated on me. He'd do it again. I'ma shoot his ass again." Oh. I'm like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first day of the job as a police officer. I said, "Okay, this is how we roll." Oh my god! Oh my god! I know you were like, I should have stayed in New York for this. Like, you know, oh my god! That's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was something. So let me let me ask you this, like, I mean, when you're not, you know, what did what did you learn from? Because that's just crazy. I'm still I'm still I'm still at a complete loss here. That's crazy. So, senior citizen men and women, um, please don't cheat on each other. Because I guess you know old people are just okay with shooting people in the street in broad daylight, um, in front of cops. So just, right. just keep that in mind. <laughs> like, keep that in mind. I don't I don't know. You know, shout out to Granny. I hope everything is all right. Um, but so let me, let me ask you this. What, what was your feeling after that? Let me just, I got it. I got to know. The Blue Nation wants to know. I got to know. What was your feeling right after that? How did that, like, what what did that either change or, or, or like, what did that do to you as a, as a rookie? So as a rookie, um, and, and, and thankfully I had a lot of experience prior to that, you know, of course, after growing up in New York city and then on top of that, after, mm-hmm. um, Growing up and leaving New York City, I joined the military, so I was a combat veteran and a drill sergeant and stuff like that. And so what resonated mm-hmm. with me after the episode uh, had transpired, my commander at the time for the Central Precinct, he, he, he came up to me. He said, um, he said, so how long have you been in law enforcement? I said, sir, um, I'm a rookie. I just started. And he couldn't believe because of <laughs> the way I handled the situation that I was a rookie mm-hmm. cop, you know what I mean? And so, and I, and, it, and he, he was just, yeah, he was astounded by that. And so, and what happens in life, our experiences kick in, you know what I mean, based on what we experience. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I had the discernment to be able to have patience, awareness, and not overreact, and then use mm-hmm. the proper techniques and tactics to resolve that situation. Because there's a lot of emotions going on at the same time, because things happen so fast in such a short period of, t- short period of time, everything looks like it's you in a bubble. 
So I'm just glad and blessed that Absolutely. I was able to make the appropriate decision and be able to affect the arrest with nobody else getting hurt. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, so you, you mentioned that you were a drill instructor and you served in the military. Let me just say on behalf of Blue Nation, thank you for your service. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. Now, absolutely. So here, here's what I, I have a question, right? And this is going to go to the brother-to-brother thing. Us as men, sometimes we don't have the discipline to do whatever it may be. And so I want to ask you a little something about discipline. What are your thoughts on discipline? Let's just say somebody doesn't have discipline. Um, he eats too much. He, he he drinks too much. He what whatever it may be. You know, he doesn't work out enough. Whatever that looks like in that person's real life or in that person's reality. What is your advice? Or what is your your go to thing? Maybe your top one or maybe top two things that you would do that you would say, Hey, listen, if somebody did this, this would absolutely work, and it could just about work for anybody. What would that look like? Right. So what would that look like is support. We all need someone to support us. We need a go-to person that's a part of our life that's embedded to be able to tell us right and wrong, to give us the real information as far as real talk. Even if it hurt our feelings, but if it's for our good, we need that person, that external extra voice. We have it on the inside, the internal voice, but we also need the external voice from the outside to be able to tell us in real life, in real time, in real action, hey, you need to do this or you should do this. You know what I mean? And that's, that's my go-to Absolutely. right there. And my go-to person for that, and gratefully speaking and blessed, truly, is my wife. So she is my go-to person Absolutely. when I need that support. Absolutely. I love that. And what's her name? Chrissy. Chrissy. Shout out to Chrissy, Blue Nation. Blue Nation, show Chrissy some love wherever you at. Yeah. So here's here's what I got for that. Like, if, if support is the number one thing, what does that person need to do internally to be able to to, to turn it on? Because at the end of the day, I know that, no matter what you decide to do, you have to actually decide to work whatever plan or system you're on. And getting started, you know, getting the train in motion is usually the hardest part. After the train is already going, you know, save of, of missing tracks and whatnot, you know, it's, it's, it's good. But what do you do to get the train going? Right. To get the training going, um, you know, I just be intentional, right, put my mind to it put my heart and soul to it and just make it happen. Just do it. Just, just, just bang it out. Right. And then as mm-hmm. I bang it out, whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish, what works for me, I need affirmation. Right. Mm-hmm. I give myself self affirmation, but when I hear it from people who's in my corner, who's in my circle, that just makes me more motivated and more determined to be able to conquer, to be able to achieve, to be able to succeed. So when you get that affirmation, oh, my goodness, it works wonders. And same thing with our generation. It don't take much. As long as we just tell somebody, you know what, you look good. You are doing good. I am so proud of you. You can do it. When we give that and serve that to our community, people are able to take that baton and just run with it continuously. So that's very important, words of affirmation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and I like that. That affirmation part is very important. I, I, I definitely think that that's a crucial, 
uh, element in anybody's success and development. Uh, I will say this much, though. I will say this much. When when you, you're doing affirmations, ladies, gentlemen, families, don't when you hear somebody saying, oh, you're doing good, that does not mean stop. <laughs> that doesn't mean, oh, I'm good. I, you know, oh, yeah, I lost right. the 10 pounds. Everybody's saying I look good. That doesn't mean that you can go and eat a bag of chips or, 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 or eat <laughs> three pounds of pasta. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. That means keep going. Right. Keep going down the direction yes. until you hit the goal and stay at the goal. You know, you got to keep the standard the same. You can't just be like, oh, I'm all right. Let me go ahead and chill. I don't need to, I don't need to work out today. Tara said I look good today, so I'm good. I'm all right. No, keep going. <laughs> right. right. A lot of times what we end up doing is we say, oh, all right, we cool. We look good. All right, I'm straight. You know, I'm going to just stop and slack off. We can't slack. So um, shout out to support and affirmation. You know, you definitely need to do that. Tell yourself it's a beautiful every day. Now, yes. um, Taurus, I, you also mentioned that, you know, you have a wife. So tell me a little bit about family life. I mean, with, with, with you being the hustler that you are, let me just tell you guys, last night we tried to do, um, we tried to just link up just to make sure that we were okay and that, you know, we, um, we, we touched on a few subjects. And Taurus was, like, moving out of one thing that he was doing and going into another one. He was like, I'll be, I'll be available maybe, like, one, two in the morning. You know, what, what you doing? I was like, Dad, man, he's hustling just like me. I got, a, uh, you know, a few things to do. I'm going to be available about maybe at one, but it'll be kind of late. My wife will be asleep at that time. But I was like, he was like, what else? No problem, no problem. What time in the morning? I'm like, 7 o'clock, you know, 7, 8 o'clock. He's like, oh, that's perfect, you know. So already up, doing it, ready. Tell me, how does that hustle work in a family environment? Right, right. So in order for it to work, you got to have, once again, I go back to the support, right? And so Christy know me inside out, right? And I would be nowhere near where I'm at today in my life without her, right? And it's only because we became best friends. And she knows my strengths, my weaknesses, and anything that I'm willing to do, as long as it's not something that's going to hurt myself or hurt others, she supported 100%. You know what I mean? So she gave me the opportunity, allowed me the opportunity to go out and do my thing, ask for doing the things that I choose to do to enjoy life and to live life. So she plays a key role in that. Absolutely. Um, I love that. And I love the fact that you, that you give your wife so much props. Uh, I believe that yeah. when, 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 when wifey has props and she knows that, you know, she's the queen, I, I think that in their head something different happens. Um, so I'll give you a prime example. <clears throat> so if you ever seen the Budweiser commercial, those big horses, those are called Clydesdale horses. Okay. okay. And a Clydesdale horse, I believe, can pull like 16,000 pounds or 8,000 pounds or something like that. You know, 8,000 pounds, right? Wow. So that's, that's, that's about the 8,000 pounds is probably more than a truck. Probably. So 8,000 pounds is four tons. Like, I think that if I'm not mistaken, it's 8,000 pounds. It's four tons. All right? Now, if a Clydesdale is paired with another Clydesdale and they're the same age, roughly the same size, they can pull 16,000 pounds. Right? If they're trained to work together well, those two Clydesdale horses can pull like 32,000 pounds together, right? Mm. So I bring that to, to our conversation about, you know, husband and wife, you know, partner, whatever, whatever that looks like. If you liken yourself to a Clydesdale horse, 
you'll actually be able to to do with anything, like to do anything. You you train yeah. yourselves to be with each other, you train to work to, together, and like it's literally unstoppable. So Absolutely. I said that to say, when you grind the way that you do, and, and, and like you said, you just bang it out, bang it out, bang it out. When you grind like that, and you have somebody that's pushing you, I'm tired, baby, want to go to sleep. No, 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 you got to do this. My wife does that so well, you know, so well. It, it works so well. It, I feel like I have to hustle harder to, 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 to do right. better just to make sure that, you know, I'm not disappointing her, A, and B, because I like when, she's, when she matches my hustle. I like that. that that's, that's a turn on to me, you know. And so, right, yeah. and being from New York, you know, with all of the hustle and bustle, like, we get it. Like, she gets it. I get it. You know, uh, uh, Chrissy gets it. Tara gets it. Everybody got it. And so I, I just shout out to her again. I mean, yo, shout out to her again. Wherever right. you at, just, just, just lift your glass for Chrissy. You know what I'm saying? It's mad love. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Facts. Facts. Big facts. So let me ask you this now, right? Like, I, I, have, to, I have to get it. What is a typical day like for you? Now, I know you got a bunch going on. You're, um, you, you know, you do, you're finishing the book. Well, excuse me, the book is done, actually. I know that you do a lot of volunteer work. I know that you do a lot of mentoring. So tell me, what's a typical day? So a uh, typical day, and I, and I would like to digress for just a second, like I want to, like, explain and, you know, just highlight to the family that I'm on my third marriage, right? So I didn't always get it mm-hmm. right, and I'm still a work in progress as we speak, like we all are, right? And so, but the thing is, just don't give up, continue on, learn and grow from the experiences that you endeavor. And uh, the best way to learn is through mistakes, right? And so that's been my best mm-hmm. and number one teacher um, as far as growing and maturing. And I realized not about me, it's about others, right? And so once mm-hmm. I figured that ingredient out and now I'm able to do and accomplish more things in life and feel more fulfilled in life as I continue to serve others, and um, my day-to-day operation, as far as what I do in life, get up in the morning, of course, I have to go to work and serve, and, you know, the number one goal is to come back home safe. And uh, But while I'm out uh-huh. here serving, uh, the community is all about giving back, you know what I mean? If it's words, if it's right. knowledge, information, uh, training, whatever it is, you know, that's the impact that I want to accomplish on the day-to-day activities. And so part of my ministry it's playing music, you know, because I'm a mobile DJ. You can find me every Friday at mm-hmm. Las Colinas uh, Mexican Restaurant. And um, that's my way okay. of having the opportunity to be able to make people feel good through music. So that's like my passion. That's like my outlet. And once again, it circles back because everything that I do is intentional about serving others. That's that's my platform. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and, and so th- there's a saying no man can be a king without first being a servant. And however, yeah. however that sounds to you, you still got to serve the people, or no matter what, no, no matter what role you at, or you'll you'll never go anywhere. You see, right. service to others is is how you you know is is how you get your weight up. You know, you have to serve other people, not just not just sell to other people. You know, like and be and be a business mogul maybe. But you have to serve other people. You have to do something for people. You have to people the ability mm-hmm. to to believe in you through your service to them, which is through trust, right? They start to trust you as you serve yes. them, and now they build you up. So shout out to shout out to you again for being a man of the people. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate that. Absolutely. I, I got a tough question, so this is gonna be a tough one. So this is gonna be okay. a tough one. All right. So you said you're on your third marriage. Yes. Help yes, us understand what is the what is the 
What is the one takeaway from your marriage experience, present and past? What is the one takeaway that if you couldn't give anybody anything else but this, what would you tell to this person to make his relationship, marriage, friendship, whatever, what would you tell him to make it work? Well, to make it work, what I had to learn and figure out, and sometimes, you know, the hard way, you first have to become friends. You know what I mean? Your partner, your marriage, your bestie, whatever the case may be, you guys have to develop and grow into becoming best friends. You know what I mean? Because mm. your best friends are Absolutely. your rotted out people, right? They're going to they're gonna be with you no matter what through your ugliness, your beautifulness, you know, your trials and tribulations. They're still going to be standing there. And all the mess you put them through, and they may put you through, mm-hmm. You guys are still standing there face to face with each other, no matter what. So my ingredient and advice to everybody: become best friends and remain best friends. That's what's up. I love that. I love that. So because here, right? You, so you have a real friend. Because right, mm-hmm. right. Because at the because you know when we go through that 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 first as we meet your partner, the excitement is there. The external looks is beautiful. They're beautiful inside out, and the excitement's there. But when that honeymoon is over, what happens? Mm-hmm. That's when you're supposed to transition to real love, and they support each other no matter what, based on the things I just got finished um, highlighting. That's when real love, mm-hmm. and that's when you realize that you have true love and real love when that person is able to give you affirmation, spend quality time with you, be able to give and receive gifts to one another, acts of service, and additionally have that physical touch no matter what. You know what I mean? Because me, I'm a toucher. I love affection. You know what I mean? So I need that. <laughs> Without it, I'm lost. You know what I mean? <laughs> so any that's little affection that I'm able to receive from somebody, I'm all in. You got me. You know what I mean? And so that's what we have to learn about our partners to be able to continue to live life for each other as you go on in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Shout out, shout out to his love language, you know. Shout out to his love language. That's, 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 that's <laughs> no <up>. doubt, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so let, let me let me let me just jump in real quick. So, definitely, you want to make sure that you're your best friends with your partner. But I, I, I really want to get to this topic before we have to go ahead on with our, with our days and with our, our our show. So, real quick, I need you to tell me about the book. Now, you said that you had an excerpt from the book that you wanted to, to touch on real quick. Could you could you highlight that for yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, what I would say, you know, that you get from the book is a divine, you know, <clears throat> invention in my life. You know, what allowed me to be who I am and to become the man that I am, the pathway to manhood. So basically, growing up in New York City, as I said it before, um, this is a situation, you know, in New York and the culture, same thing like now, it doesn't matter. Uh, when you're with your boys, you're ride or die. You're down for each other no matter what, Right. And so we had the situation where my man, Joe, had a girlfriend, you know, she stepped out on him. We find out who it was, this cat, right? Um, and so mm-hmm. it was so disrespectful that we figured we had to do something about it. So we loaded up mm-hmm. in my car one night, and it was me. I was the driver. I had a gun in a brown plastic bag that I put underneath the front seat, right in the driver's seat where I was driving. It was about four or five mm-hmm. of us. So we just we found out where he lived. We rolled. It was like in midtown Manhattan, not that far from Madison Square Garden. So 2, 3 o'clock okay. in the morning, we ride around looking for his building number, riding around. I, I circled around probably like three or four times, 
Next thing you know, we were surrounded by unmarked police cars, lights from the front, lights from the side, lights from the rear. They got on the loudspeaker, put your hands up in the air, everybody stepped out of the vehicle one at a time, right? And I was the last one. They got my friends out the vehicle. They finally pulled me out of the vehicle. They started questioning me. And while they was questioning us, right, they was the other officers, probably like 10, 10, 12, I think, they was in my car searching my vehicle, pulling the seats out, pulling everything out, right? So my heart was beating so fast because, you know what, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Because in New York at the time, mandatory one year in Rikers Island City Jail, no questions asked if you found with a possession of a handgun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I let my life is over before it even started. Absolutely. Then after they searched the car for about 15, 20 minutes, they let us go back into the vehicle because I had drive license insurance and stuff like that. They asked me what we were doing. We said we just riding around for somebody. They was like, get the hell up out of here. Go back to Queens, right? So we got back <laughs> in the car. No, It was complete silence. I was shocked and amazed because I was waiting for them to put the handcuffs on me and take us away because they found the gun, the way they searched the car. Right. But you know what, Brandon? When we drove, when I drove away right. and drove back over the Triborough Bridge, I finally had the courage enough to look where I placed <laughs> the gun at in the paper bag. It was still uh-huh. there. It was wow. still there. So that was a wake-up call, a divine intervention from God, I truly believe, that he had more for me in this life, something better than me going to jail. So when I when I that was over with, I went back um, the next day and I signed up for the military. I joined That's the military. <laughs> he said, "Scared Street is Man. real." Oh my so, God, for real. <laughs> Before we get before we get um, before we get into the rest of the book, uh, we're gonna let everybody know where they can find the book. But before we do that, two things. Um, one, I'm gonna pay these bills real quick, and then number two, I want you to real quick just shout out the name of the book real real quick, and then we are gonna go pay these bills. Absolutely. Where's my cake? Halfway to manhood. Halfway to manhood. All right. Let's get these bills paid, and then we'll be right back, and I'll um we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into the book real quick, and then. Um, let you know where you can go buy the book. Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. All right, all right. So we got a couple of minutes left, and so what we're going to do now I want I want y'all to hear about um, where you can get the book, how you can get the book, and then I'm gonna get Taurus to let us know about his speaking engagement. So you can actually book him to speak in front of your group, school, workplace, um, uh, um, um, adolescence home, whatever you need him, wherever you need him to speak, we can get him. Uh, he can get on stage and, and and rock the stage for you and deliver that positive message. So 
Taurus, let us know where can we get the book. Right, you can get the book on Amazon, and then also we have a speaking engagement where we're going to showcase five African American authors on March second at Spelman College. Right, and you can register. How you register for that particular event, which is free, it's fha-books.com. And I'm affiliated with a, a great organization at this time <clears throat> called FHA Books. And the mission of the uh, the company is to uh, create and write books that inspire, impact, and inform our readers. And it's all about African-American authors read, which the mission statement is the revealing of our gifts and talents, engaging the community, inspiring, and developing our readers. So I hope that you guys, family, can come out on March 2nd. Um, and register for this particular engagement. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be dynamic, and we're going to showcase five African-American authors. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. So I look forward to seeing everybody there at Spelman College, March 2nd. One more time, Taurus. Where can we get the book, and what's the name of the book? I just love Right, the, the name of the book is Where's My Case, and you can get on Amazon.com. Uh, we're going to have a link on the website, like Coffee Talk Restore. We'll see you later, Brew Nation. In the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected. Stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.